0: Welcome to the NUNA Army Podcast. I'm your host, Virginia Dwan, also known as Mandarin Mama. This podcast is all about the particular challenges and aspects of being an older, middle-aged female BTS fan. Today, we will be talking about sex and BTS. I know it's very salacious, and it's actually probably not as uh, exciting as you think it might be. Um, But hopefully I can address some of the concerns and aspects of being a sexual person um, and if you're asexual then this might not be as interesting and I just want to affirm that if you do not find if you are not sexually attracted to BTS members you're totally normal it's okay and you don't have to worry about it if you are sexually attracted to BTS then perhaps the question has occurred to you is it okay for you to be sexually attracted to BTS And whatever you identify with as, um, yes, it's okay to be sexually attracted to BTS. Is it okay to think about BTS in sexual situations? Yes, it's totally okay to think about BTS in sexual situations. And here's my reasoning behind this. One, they are all a legal consenting age in both the US and Korea where they reside. I'm pretty sure that they hit the legal consenting age in pretty much any international country i obviously cannot be 100 percent sure but i'm pretty sure that they do two part of their entire like selling strategy is sex appeal and what is sex appeal but trying to i guess show their sexual fitness Uh, and their sexual desirability whether it is in like a softer form of like little boyfriend pictures of them um, you know looking all soft and cozy or if it's an actual like what's the term like just a really sexy type of thing you know like Bepsay choreography or blood sweat and tears Uh, and then I mean they, they have pictures in bed for crying out loud their marketing is sexy now with that said I want to be very clear that consent is very very important just because BTS members and their styling I'm looking at you fake love I'm also looking at you blood sweat and tears satin pajamas um, just because their marketing and styling is sexy and pushes kind of a sexy agenda does not mean that we As fans are at all entitled to any BTS member in a sexual manner we are not entitled to know anything about them sexually we are not entitled to their sexual orientation or identities we are not entitled to anything about them unless if they personally choose to give it to us personally and as much as I would like that to happen that's probably not gonna happen (laughs) Um, yeah so consent is very important and that whatever we talk about in this podcast it is from the perspective of a fan but we must also remember that bts members are seven individual people sexual or otherwise and it is none of our business what they do with their sex lives with or without us other people the number of people whatever okay as long as whoever they're involved with are consenting adults (laughs) okay so I hope that disclaimer covers a lot of bases. Let's be decent people in the sense of respecting people's boundaries. Decency in terms of, you know, what people like or dislike. Sexually, that's a different story. Also, before I forget, this is the Nuna Army podcast. So if you are under 18, this is not an appropriate subject for you to be listening. And uh, I do not f- you should ask your parents and have your parents listen to this with you which i can't imagine you wanting to if you decide to continue listening all right that seems enough disclaimers for this episode i'm really not actually that uptight but since i don't know who is listening i think it behooves me to say such things so i hope i covered that it's okay for you to want bts members um, find them sexually attractive and want probably just sleep with them. I mean, that's, that's, I think that's a totally normal response, right? And if, and also I don't necessarily know if they want us to sleep with them, but you know, if they do, that's, that's their prerogative, right? The third reason why I'm actually not particularly pressed about seeing BTS members sexually is because historically Asian Americans and Asian men in particular American or otherwise have been kind of emasculated in um, yeah emasculated they are feminized and seen as like wussy or women like um, and several thoughts okay one is that these this feminization this emasculation comes from a very toxic gender binary structure, right? And also it comes from a very Western binary understanding of what masculinity and femininity is. Because, I mean, we all know that people are just people, right, there might be like, and depending on your society or culture, things may seem more masculine or feminine. So in that sense, it's just a construct, right? The second thing is that depicting Asians and especially Asian men as, um, sexless or like nerdy and just, just neutered people. It was a very, it was on purpose. Okay. I don't know if you know very much about the history of America, but America is actually a pretty racist place. It was founded on racism. It was founded, I mean, the reason it was founded on taking advantage of the unpaid labor of, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of enslaved black people. It was founded on stealing land from the indigenous people. And it was founded just on a lot of horrible things. That doesn't mean the United States did not have good things but that's the reality, okay? And so the first Asians were, I think, Filipinos who came in uh, to America, uh, some of them trying to flee from the Spanish, I believe. So as you can see, America does not have the monopoly on exploiting people. A lot of this goes back to the 1800s, right after the Civil War, uh, the great influx of Asian Amer- Asians, uh, particularly the Chinese, and I, I do apologize, I do not know as much about Filipino American history, so I will not be speaking to that. But please do know that Filipinos were the first Asians in the U.S. I, I just recently learned that, so I haven't explored that as much as I would like. So keeping that in mind, right after the Civil War, white landowners did not want to hire newly freed black people. Why? Because racism. Let us confer that again, okay? So they did not want to hire black people because they were very angry that they had to pay somebody for their labor. Imagine that. Um, and then because of that, they wanted to build a railroad and, and then there was the gold rush in California. And so instead of paying for labor, they decided, and by they I mean like the white owners of these companies decided that they would imp- import their labor and that they would rather ship people from another country, China, uh, than pay wages to black people. That's, that's how deep racism goes in our country, friends. Um, in my country, I, I guess you're not necessarily in the United States if you're listening. Uh, but that's, that's how the Chinese came to America. Uh, because they wanted cheap labor, but they didn't want to pay black people, and they didn't want to pay white people, because white people would have demanded higher wages. As a result of this, they did not want the Chinese to stay, and so there were very, very stringent immigration policies. Chinese people were not allowed to bring women, and maybe one or two, and then the rest were all men, and Chinese people (laughs) obviously were sexual people and beings and so that's how you get the stereotype that Asian women are either incredibly sexually demure or they're whores because the only women probably that they could bring over were whores uh, or prostitutes and this is I mean that's just what it was Uh, there were lots of laws against what types of industry and businesses Chinese people could own or or partake in and as a result They ended up taking up a lot of laundry, a lot of cooking ones, a lot of kind of uh, stereotypically feminine occupations. Why? Because those were the only ones allowed to them. Because not only is America founded on racism, it is also founded on patriarchy. And you know, as long as you're not taking the job away from the white dude, I guess it's okay. And it and it was just part of. of this right Uh, we were called the yellow horde Um, just just so many awful jingoistic terms but made to seem like we were foreign exotic um, and not just that but like depraved Um, don't get me started on the opium wars (laughs) but my, my point being that there was a pointed and concerted effort propaganda right to otherize and make asian men in this case, Chinese, and then it transferred to everybody, uh, to like other Asians, um, is to make Asian men like women, to feminize them, to to justify taking Asian women, to justify um, treating Asian men badly, you know, and to justify keeping Chinese people, Asian people, out of the United States, and then you know, they passed the Chinese Exclusion Act because they were so upset that all these Chinese people came here and uh, were, we built the railroads, right? Like we, we, we founded so many towns, uh, but were burned out. And okay, anyway, you get the idea. But because of this history, because of this history, it is particularly important to me as an Asian American that BTS is seen globally but particularly in the US as sexually viable men and the fact that they are Asian bodies Asian male bodies that is is so rare Um, and you might be saying hey you know what about Bruce Lee Bruce Lee was in the 60s okay and he had to go back to Hong Kong to make movies before he was accepted in the United States Okay, And I'm not saying that there aren't exceptions to these rules, but it's always there are exceptions. Oh, look at Bruce Lee. Oh, look at all these martial artists. Oh, look at, but there's no like regular dudes that are, it it was just, it's so rare. It's so rare. The fact that there's such a huge gap between Bruce Lee and then like crazy rich Asians. That's like 50 year gap, 40 to 50 year gap. Okay, and again, I'm not saying there aren't like exceptions to the rule, but that's that's my problem that there were exceptions. The fact that you could probably list every single Asian American hot male in cinema, certainly not music, um, for the last five decades, tells you something, right? It tells you something, and so I am particularly pleased that my Asian children. I have three boys and a girl that they will see asian men put up as like sexy people Um, and is sexiness really the end-all be-all no i actually don't think so but it is important and we can't deny that and do i think that we need approval from the majority to be uh, to be visible Do I think that we need approval from from the society at large so that we are seen as valid? No, I don't think so. I don't think that at all. Because Asian men were sexy before BTS. Asian men are sexy in the time of BTS. And Asian men will continue to be sexy after BTS. But it's still nice. It's nice to see people who look like me people who look like my brother people who look like my you know family it's nice to be seen it's nice to be thought of as wanted okay so lots of things to unpack and this is probably not what you signed up for (laughs) for an army podcast about BTS but I mean that's the factors at play Um, so I find it very, very important and almost revolutionary, particularly since they wear makeup, which is not a, traditionally seen as masculine, which is ridiculous. Uh, and sometimes they play up their like Asian flower boy kind of like look um, and, and are very pretty and soft. And then sometimes they can play up being incredibly, you know, aggressive and I like, guess generically masculine whatever that means right and so i just love how it how bts and k-pop in general i feel uh, is part of the conversation of widening and broadening what it means to be male what it means to be asian and male and what it means to be masculine in society at large so i find those things all very important and yes that we expand what it means to be sexy and we expand what what people find attractive and why is all this talk about uh, why why are all these non-sexy things important to sex well because we are formed by society at large right we what we find attractive and sexy and desirable is formed by society we can't help it Uh, we there's so much to deprogram and unpack and i mean it's that's why it's interesting to me that's why it's important okay (laughs) lecture over thank you um so going on to the next thing um, is reading fan fiction about bts okay and in particular the 18 plus versions of fan fiction And I would say, yes, yes, they are. Uh, Before getting into BTS, I was in a lot of different fandoms, uh, but they also generated fan fiction and I had no problem consuming them because they're fictional things, like fictional people, fictional stories and situations based on fictional people. But I had a real big problem with reading real person fanfic uh, because I was like, hey, they're real people. That's kind of weird. And I was so judgy, super judgy, but like quietly judgy, not like actively judgy. Um, I would never try to make you feel bad to your face. <laughs> but, you know, I got over it, uh, about I think about a year in, I checked it out. And, you know, to be fair, lots of times the, my main problem with fan fiction wasn't necessarily that it was based on actual people, but it was because it's really badly written. And I can't, I couldn't even make it through like Twilight or uh, I'm going to offend a lot of people, but like I, I, I couldn't read Twilight. I couldn't read anything from 50 shades. I couldn't even read like Diana Gabaldon's um, Outlander series. I just, I can't, I'm sure they're great stories. I don't, I haven't even seen the movies. Uh, I'm sure they're great movies. If you like it, you're not a bad person. (laughs) It's just not my thing i don't enjoy that type of writing but there's a lot of great writing in fan fiction there are lots of writers and artists who are amazing at their craft and have written just beautiful stories that have made me like sob and weep and just changed how i saw things changed how i viewed sex changed how i You know, understood BDSM, changed how I felt about lots of things. Uh, So that's the power of story. Now, again, I have to caveat that fan fiction is fiction, that they're not really about BTS. They're not really, I mean, first of all, alternate realities and alternate universes. I mean, those are not real, right? Uh, So I feel like fan fiction is just a way for fans to kind of process and interpret and put out their own like fantasies about bts right like but again bts are actual people and fan fiction is not reality i don't know why i have to say this because it's obvious to me but i would just like to remind people that that is the case okay so it doesn't matter what you read about bts in a fan fiction it's not true okay uh, so but yeah I totally think it's fine I think it's a great way for fans to again process and share their fantasies about otherwise unattainable people and as long as it's done in a healthy manner where you do not cross the line between real and, and fake or fantasy I guess uh, then I don't see a problem and then the last one is BTS and shipping. So I don't know what it is about fandoms, but fandoms love to ship people together, members together, whether it's whether it in any universe, whether it's like Draco, Malfoy, and um, Harry, or Draco and Hermione, whatever. We have, you know, BTS ships. I personally don't I don't ship anybody together I I can read anybody paired with anybody in however many different configurations as possible I'm I'm very I'm very whatever because I know it's fiction and I know and even if it weren't fiction I'd be fine with it I'm I'm okay with that Uh, but again and do I think it's and is it okay to ship Sure. No one can control your thoughts. No one can tell you what to think or not think, and whether that's right or wrong. But again, to remember that just because we want to see and interpret events the way we want to, doesn't mean that that is also reflective of an actual, reflective of an actual reality. So as long as you can separate the two and that you're respectful of BTS members, I don't. You can do whatever you want. I don't care. Uh, And as long as it doesn't violate or hurt BTS members or anyone else for that matter, then ship whomever you want to your heart's content. Okay. Uh, Whether that will make actual BTS members uncomfortable if you talk about it to them. I think that would, I would personally find it weird if somebody was shipping me with someone who I was not with uh, or with someone who I consider like a family member. So, you know, use common sense and use your discretion. One more thing before I forget, it is really transgressive for women to want things. It is the, the biggest pushback I get about being a middle-aged BTS fan is that people, and, and push back both externally and internally. Okay. Is that people think, and I think, I'm afraid that people will think, that I'm too old and that it's creepy for me to want BTS and to think of BTS members sexually and that that is a really hard thing to get over Um, for many reasons some of which are it's not even it's not okay for women to want things we are told constantly by society and patriarchy that what we should want is to get married have children and raise a family Those are our wants and then occasionally occasionally we're allowed to have a career and to want that. But to want things sexually we're we're just whores, we're easy, we're just nymphomaniacs, we're just sluts. That's that's what we're told by society if we're women who want. And if we're older women who want, then we're perverts and like just W- worse things right we're predators all those things but really we're just people and we're human and we have the a, a somewhere along the spectrum of the range of human desire and part of that is is sexual so i don't i think a lot of the times we feel so ashamed about liking bts is because we don't want to be labeled you know a predator or we don't want to be labeled a cougar we don't want to be labeled um, you know just needy and pathetic because how needy and pathetic is it to lust after younger men and the truth is it is neither needy or pathetic it just is and it's totally fine for us to want BTS members sexually because that like I said earlier, is what they're trying to do. And again, as long as we don't harm people, we don't feel entitled to people, there's nothing wrong with it. And so what I hope to encourage you is there's nothing wrong with you. It's okay. And you're perfectly normal. And to remember that society, patriarchy wants you to feel bad for wanting things because when you're a woman who wants, and when you're a woman who goes after what you want, you you're dangerous, and then you start upsetting the status quo. And the status quo right now is still for men to be in power. So yes, everything goes back to like societal issues, um, because it that's it's the way it's the world we live in. And that's it. That's my talk about sex and BTS. Um, oh, I guess I didn't really cover fantasies, but it should be obvious that it is fine for you to think whatever you want to think in your brain, as long as you know that it is not real. (laughs) Okay, And that no matter what you think, no matter what you read, no matter what you've read, uh, no matter what you see or think, we are not entitled to BTS. We are not entitled to the BTS members. They aren't, they are their own people and they have their own agency. And consent is important, and I really it really pains me to have to keep saying that. Um, but the reality of the situation is that some people do not know that boundary, and some people, not only towards BTS but to people in general, don't respect that boundary. And we and thus we live in a world that is that is not very good to women and children. Um, And, of course, also to men. I bet you did not think this episode would turn out the way it did, huh? (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. If you are watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. And if you're listening on uh, a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And please subscribe also. And leave a rating. (laughs) A a good rating, please. And uh, I've changed the format a bit to... uh, I'm going to try and release on Mondays instead of Fridays. and I'll, I'll I'll I'm figuring it out as we go along but hopefully we'll come to something soon all right so thank you so much and have a great day bye